welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Great to have you listening. I hope you're having a lovely start to your week. As it's Monday, I would recommend to just pause and kind of set your intention, kind of what is it that you would like to focus on over the week? Perhaps how you would like to feel by the end of the week, you know, is it a sense of calm, a sense of productivity, a sense of positivity or maybe optimism? What kind of keyword or affirmation could you take into the week to help you stay focused on what is most important to you? So always start there. Start, what is my priorities? What's most important? And then how do I need to experience the week in order to kind of fulfill that? Now, today's guest is one of my nearest and dearest. It's Heidi Shara from Where That. She's here to talk about the seven lessons to start up life. So she started her startup four years ago. We're now four years in. And if you know anything about business or creating your own business, starting your own business, the first three years are always renowned as the hardest. Now I'm not saying that it gets easy after the <laughs> after those three years, but the th- first three years is where you most you learn your hardest lessons. It's whether your business is going to su- survive. Um, it's whether or not it's for you or not kind of like you go into startup life it doesn't mean that you're always going to actually enjoy it or be any good at it (laughs) so now Heidi's in year four she's here to share seven lessons from startup life to help you whether you are going on that journey whether you are in that journey and uh, to give you some insight um, to the successes of where she is now in year four anyway I am going to leave it now to Heidi Speak to you next week. Hi, how are you? How good. So glad to have you here. I mean, you too. we have just been talking for over an hour in the lead up to this uh, podcast. It's because we're not uh, Fitzbo anymore. So this is the only time we can catch up. It's true. I have I'm to... speaking for myself. Yeah, I have to book you in um, to get some time to have like a good catch up over Zoom, even though we live in the same city. But this is something that I totally appreciate. And um, I'm really grateful for your time because I know it's not easy to have kind of time in your life to just kind of take that work hat off and um, give it to somebody else. So thank you. No, it's good. No worries. Um. So... We're here today to talk about your seven lessons from startup life. Um, But what I'm going to get you to do first is to do a reflection on what's been going well over the past week. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's been going well this week? Well, um, we relaunched, if I just talk about work, we relaunched our new strategy at the beginning of February. Um, we had a sleepy January, we called it as a team because everyone was coming back from vacation, everyone was getting back into it. Um, and part of our new strategy is we have a Marion Mountain in our office where we set goals for the next three months. And every time we reach our weekly goals, we move Marion up the mountain. So it's kind of stems from us going up the mountain and like our ultra days. It was super inspired by that. And um, we reached our first checkpoint this week on Friday. So we we're oh. super happy. And what we do is we dress up um, one of the team members and we have to like march around the office and be silly. So it's quite a fun <laughs> way to end the week. I love it. I've seen, uh, is it Mar- who, what's her name up the mountain? Mariam. Mariam. I've seen Mariam and the mountain. It's bright pink. It's yeah, amazing. We got, a new, we got a new mountain since you saw it last. It's, it's two meters tall. <laughs> It's a really big mountain because <laughs> I was like, we got Marion to the top of the last mountain, ah, so that okay. was just like the summit, and yeah. now we're we're going for like the top dog. So that was like just a small ultra, you know, like a a fifty k, yeah, but now yeah, you're on like exactly. you know the real ultras. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's quite fun because obviously with business and with work things can be a little bit serious but we we put stories around Mariam like she has a boyfriend and she meets her friends and if she gets to the checkpoint earlier she gets to go out and party and like we try to put a whole fantasy around her and her life to make it a little bit more entertaining for us it's super important you got to have a bit of silliness <laughs> true and I'm because I'm I was gonna say because I'm such a silly person (laughs) I'm I'm not at all I did um the other interesting thing that we've done uh this week is on that note which I'm not a particularly silly person I like to have fun but you know I'm I'm pretty much about business a lot of the time but we hired a CFO a chief fun officer for the office so we have now every week teams that have to participate in like these activities that I always say to Jeremy, I'm like, I would, I like would actually hate doing this, but here I am like, come on, everybody. let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, this Give week was example. Chubby Bunny. Oh, what was that? Uh, we had to do Chubby Bunny. So you have to put marshmallows in your mouth and say Chubby Bunny until you can't say it anymore. And like, so the silliest, silliest things that are so outside of our day-to-day norm. What does that bring to the team? Well, it's just fun. It's a bit of lighthearted entertainment. Um, we bring the whole office together. So how we built the structure at where that is, it's fully immersive and fully collaborative. So no department is separate. So we bring pickers and packers, we bring logistics, we bring stylists, buyers. Everyone is together on, on one team. Um, so there's no... Uh, segmentation around departments and it's just a great way to break up the week and I take it you know it's super important because I think what you're going to share obviously in these seven lessons is that startup life working within a startup is just a whole crazy experience of highs and lows it totally is and I met someone we're in the series of, uh, in the middle of raising our series A round. And I met someone the other day and he said to me, um, you know, how's everything going? I'm like, good, you know, obviously fundraising is is interesting and a, a unique experience in itself. He said, just say what it's like having a startup is like chewing glass. 
I didn't even know, wasn't even the one to say it. And I'm like, you're exactly right. <laughs> In a very positive way. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes. Because, yes, yeah. it's highs and lows, but you have to kind of just get on with it, don't you? Well, that's it. So it's kind of helping the team, I suppose, have a bit of a, a relationship together where they can just remember to have a bit of fun, to make it a little bit lighthearted, because alongside that, they've got such a high pressure I suppose, uh, job they they have to yeah. show up for every day? Well, it's a high-pressure environment overall. And I think when you look at startups and what their objectives are, most of the time it's growth and scalability and yeah. you can't lose sight of that. And the minute that you do, you're not as, you're not there anymore. So there is that pressure that we have to have on each other and the team. But you're right, it is about finding a bit of balance, which I haven't been good at. <laughs> the last few years but now that we're stabilized a little bit more people on the team we've been able to to introduce a little bit more fun and lightheartedness no that's so good I love it and I do love Mariam I think it's great yeah Mariam's <laughs> fabulous we all I'm love inspired. her um okay, you so want to be Mariam don't you you just want to be, be on a hill I do I just want to be running up a mountain running away exactly. from everything let's <laughs> <laughs> go checkpoint to checkpoint <laughs> I do often days- think I was just going to say, I often think so, because how like I visualized Mariam in my head, there was this one ultra we did. Do you remember it was in Oman and we went to the checkpoint and it was like a scene from like True Detective. Yeah, it was. I know exactly the, which checkpoint you're talking about. You know, it, it was like a murder scene. Yeah. I was was, say we felt like we could get murdered here. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. We're like, OK, fine. No one's going to see us again. <laughs> It was just wild. Like we were in the middle of nowhere. And I always like, of all the checkpoints, of all the places, of all the runs, that one is like imprinted in my memory. Yeah, me too. Well, that race is imprinted in my memory because that's the last one I did. Oh, actually, it's the last adventure one I did because that was a full adventure, that one was. And it was such a good day out. Yeah, such (laughs) a fun day. Good day. We we'll have to do it again sometime. We will need to. Let's. We will aim to do it again. Yep. Again, it, they will come back. Just we've got to focus on different stuff, haven't we? At the minute, so we've had to kind totally. of take a step back and not regret it. <laughs> it's kind of like we love it, but you can't always do everything you love all the time. <laughs> well, it's a time commitment, and it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. But no, that was the last one I absolutely loved. Um, I think about it quite whenever I go out for a run I always say I go back to that and I think oh it was such a fun day I yeah, felt a lightweight really and just like you know it was because well, you were like yeah but you are lightweight and you like I like plod up a mountain and you're just like fly like on your tiptoes like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like bounce up oh. like flying so funny I do love it. Um, okay, let's go to your lessons, okay? Because yes. we could talk about ultra running probably all day, going back over our memories. <laughs> Fun times. Um, so I'm going to read your lesson. And then what I'd love you to do is kind of explain it. Yeah? Sure. So we've got lesson one. When hiring put more value on mindset and attitude versus technical skills. Yeah, so a startup is a really turbulent environment and no two days are the same. And when something goes down, it goes down. And you really need the people that you trust who are ready to get in the trenches with you. 
And that is mindset, it's attitude, it's work ethic over someone who's extremely technical or super um, experienced in a field. I've fallen into the trap of hiring people that are skill sets that I don't have. Obviously, that's also really, really important, but maybe don't have the work ethic, don't have the hustle culture, don't have the value of what we're trying to do. Therefore, it just doesn't work out and you have to be okay with it. And I think as time goes on, I would hire someone with insane work ethic that's willing to learn, that's willing to hustle, that's willing to get in the trenches over anyone with a big fancy degree any day of the week. So my lesson is just because you have a big degree (laughs) doesn't make you any more important um, value hustle over technical skills. Interesting. Okay, lesson two. There is no balance, but it will come. So I get really criticized for how much I work. um, And I have no shame in my game to say that I have a really unhealthy balance and I work hours and hours and hours a day, six and a half days a week. I could work 14 hours a day. um, And I've been doing this consistently for four years. Um, Is it healthy? No. But is it forever? also know and I've never lost sight of the fact that I'm in a really unique experience and opportunity that not every founder or entrepreneur has Um, and I'm going to harness it and I'm going to take it as far as it can go so if I hadn't had made that sacrifice would the business have been able to grow to what it has in the last four years obviously also not but I don't think it's going to be for every Uh, It's not going to be forever. And you have to also make a little bit of peace with that as well. It's a short-term sacrifice. And you have to be willing to put a lot in to get a lot out. Um, And I think that's the biggest lesson. It's all-consuming, but the rewards will be great. And you have to have a unique story to tell at the end. And I think this is where I've been able to see that from the outside looking in. You know, I, as your friend... Obviously, I see you so much less, not just because now ultra running is kind of not in the picture, because again, it's that time commitment, but also just general socializing. It's something yeah. that you've had to look at the sacrifices that you what you were willing to sacrifice in order to kind of go all in with this. And I suppose that's where it highlights the people that um, are supportive of what you're doing. You know, I know, OK, I'll put ideas out to you. OK, do you have time to do this? Do you want to do this? And then I just have to wait for when you've got some time to do it. <laughs> Not in a sense that you don't want to do it. I know that you do, but yeah. I, it's more, I, I don't want to be demanding of your time, um, but yeah. then not let you feel like you're forgotten about just because you're busy. For sure. You know what I mean? And it's, it's in that balance of like, I want you to know that I'm always there to do stuff with you. I don't want to pester you and annoy you, but at the same time, I still like, think I've still got hope yeah of course she's going to come out for that hype with me she just has to go through whatever she's going through right now it's quite a funny one but it well you also and you also need on my side friends like you that understand because I think um you know it also helps that we're living a sort of expat life where we don't have our family and that sort of pressure around us so you can throw a lot more at it than probably in a normal situation but like we said, we know it's not forever. It's just a small drop in the ocean of our life. And the rewards already 
regardless of if financially they come or not are enormous and I wouldn't I wouldn't swap it for anything yeah that's it and it's it's that word balance it doesn't mean you have to you know like you say there isn't a balance but it works and that's what you're focusing on you've got to what you've got to focus on what works for the short term and then kind of make the shifts and changes as you move forward and and recognize what's needed next so yeah so that is a really interesting insight because I don't know how many people are willing to look at the sacrifices when they take up something like this or whether it's a goal or whatever it is it's kind of you do have to weigh them up and be willing to do it because if you're not willing to do it then you're going to obviously have that impact in whatever the outcome uh, you're looking for. But it's also the value that you put on work and obviously as um, we've been hiring more people I've had to really change my perspective on that because not everyone has the same work ethic value I like I love working I have no shame in saying it I really love it I have regardless if it's my company or not I've always been a like a little workaholic I enjoy it um but you're gonna have people that don't and they don't see the value in that and they don't want to do it and then there's a conflict so it's just understanding as well where you want to invest your time exactly knowing yourself yeah absolutely okay number three don't lose sight of your mission yes so this is an interesting one because um with startup uh, startup and um, having a company obviously there's enormous pressures financial pressures um budget pressures that you really have to think about and you can very easily fall into a trap to make decisions that are driven financially. And I've done it so many times and it's wrong. Your mission is your mission. Um, In our case, it's to be every real girl styling solution. So I work to figuring out how to achieve that at scale to have the most impact on women worldwide, Um, rather than looking at how much money I have in the bank and then putting my mission into that. I look at what do I need to achieve and what do I need to achieve it? So um that's kind of the approach that I take but the lesson is don't look at what you have figure out what you need and that's been my motto I'd say in the last 12 months amazing is it easy to lose your sight of your mission would you say um I think at the start it is really easy because it's all new and you're so uncomfortable as you get a little bit more stabilized like we're in our fourth year now so things have been able to be stabilized and the pressures are a little bit less on me sort of to to build this thing because now there is a team that's building it with me um it is easy to lose it um and if you don't have a really strong mission you will always fall into the trap of just building it around how much money you have and that's Mm. not why you start a startup that's not why you do what you do we found companies to solve problems and you'll do it no matter how much money you have because it will always come and go yeah okay lesson four get used to not being liked and having (laughs) an unpopular opinion yeah I have to get used to this one so um I wouldn't say that I'm a particular people pleaser of course everyone likes to be liked and no one wants to have conflict but I'm not um I wouldn't say that that's part of a strong part of my character. Of course, it's there in everyone a little bit. But um, 
when you're a CEO or a founder, you just have to get used to not being liked and challenging the status quo because at the end of the day, it's your job. And it's your job to pick up when standards are not being met. And it's your job to point out when something's not being done. Um, of course, you do it in a respectable way. Um, but it means you have to constantly highlight something that could be improved. And that's why it comes back to point one. You have to have people that are strong in their mindset, that are wanting to grow, that have that growth mindset, because it's very easy to just take it as criticism um, and kind of crumble. So my lesson is challenging is healthy. And with the right team and mindset, it can drive changes we didn't know possible to improve something further. What has been the most challenging part of kind of being unpopular or not liked or being able or or kind of given that criticism I think um for me it's the pressure that I'm under is different to the pressure that they're under Mm. and so I have really had to take a step back in how I deliver feedback because um for me I can say it off the cuff because probably it's the lowest thing on my priority list knowing that the pressures I'm under is so much greater, yet it's the highest thing on theirs, so it can cut a lot deeper. So I've really had to be super transparent with my team. They know that if I say something, it's direct. It's not meant to hurt. It's just to improve. And one of our values as a company is actually to be humble. And that means not to be humble as in not to say how good we are, but to actually be humble in, I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow, I'm going to take feedback and I'm going to move forward. Mm, That's really good. Okay, lesson five. That there's no crying in baseball. (laughs) There is not. (laughs) Um, Explain explain this to me. I realized pretty quickly that as a founder, there's no one coming to save you. Um, And I think that it is so easy to get just caught up in the highs and lows Um, and the sooner you realize that the buck stops with you the quicker you are able to pick yourself up and dust yourself off I think that when you're in a kind of this high cook high pressure environment it's very easy to be a feel a little victim because you just are like god this sucks like why is this happening constantly but at the end of the day you have to say it's happening because of me and I'm ultimately the one responsible. So you just have to get it together and move on. Part of my job, 80% of my day is solving problems and that's problems with product, problems with people, problems with um, financial problems, everything and everything. And it can be chaos. And I think that the sooner that you just realize that you just have to get on with it, resilience is probably the number one reason why we're still here today because you just have to build this insane level of resilience. Um, you'll have a much smoother journey. I think so. The, oh, I was going to say, sorry. sorry, I was going to say as well, just throwing in there, you've got agility. So you're able to kind of, you know, like say, solve problems at one part of the day then something else is thrown at you then you're probably going to have to change the way maybe something's done and then you've got to change the way that you deliver your feedback with somebody and then you've got to be able to take some criticism yourself and and change the way that you do things and that element of like agility sounds like it's super super um important and like a a growth uh a growth that you experience without kind of needing to plan for it it just is going to happen in a startup life yeah 
Yeah. And we, um, I in particular have been criticized by um, various people that I'm, you know, there'll be people that come in with the perspective of you need to be only focusing on the long term. Um, there'll be people that are like you focus on the short term. It's a really fine balance between being agile in the day to day and changing what we need to change while keeping your eye on the prize of the long term. And it's a dance between the two because you don't have the long term if you don't solve the short term. And so it is this kind of weird paradox of confliction I don't know that you have to figure out um every single day because you go in with a plan and then it just goes to shit (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and that's where that resilience is like built and built and built because you're not attached to this one thing you're like okay I can I can work with this I can move forward it's kind of like removing this element of emotion and looking at things with like objectively and then being able to make decisions and that's a huge part of your role like being a good decision maker whether it's making the right decision but you have to make a decision and that's kind of like what's really important as well isn't it and that builds resilience as well over time and I think we um we make decisions like quite quickly I think we are we're quite agile in that that space whether they're the right decisions or not (laughs) like we find out pretty quickly but you're right um and just you know just to give some perspective on kind of me as a person yesterday we went and looked at a a new apartment I think we were in there five minutes and I said to my husband okay like you want to take this one he's like yeah let's take it I don't like we didn't even open the cupboards so we just we can make decisions quite quickly and then we just we're ready for the consequence of what (laughs) what it is but um you have to in startup otherwise nothing will ever get done yeah, that's it. And I think you've got to be quite a brave, strong person to do that because decision making is quite difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, um, it is. So the lesson there? The lesson there is your resilience is boundless. You don't think you can take any more, but you really can. Tomorrow is a new day. Oh, that's a strong one. Okay, lesson <laughs> six. I might have to get that one uh, right, written up and put on my fridge. Yeah, I feel like that was right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> Okay, lesson six. While it is hard to do, you have to appreciate the small wins. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not good at this, honestly. Uh, it's something that I'm working on to improve. Um, but when I look back on sort of where we are today and where we've come from, I do look back fond- fondly on what we've achieved and the sacrifice that it's taken us to get here. Um, I'm not a chill person by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I always want more. So even if we reach a goal, I want more. And it's the first thing, like, how do we get more? What do we need to do? How do we improve? But my husband um, is actually the opposite. He's all about the small wins. Like you, <laughs> you love a small <laughs> win. <laughs> um, and he taught me to stop in the moment and appreciate it um, as they are the fun memories that we take along with us. You know, you have the big milestones in your career or the things in the startup, but they're not really the things that make up the day to day. And so I really appreciate that he's kind of put that into me a little bit more. So the lesson is you don't have to be making a million dollars a month to, to be satisfied with the outcome. Love it. I am all about the small wins, those small steps. And you know what? It's those steps that are going to write your book as well. That's what people (laughs) are going to be interested in reading, not about the milestones. (laughs) It's, um, it is like, I wish kind of looking back now, uh, now that we're a bigger team and 
new people are coming in all the time. I wish that we had a sort of captured a little bit more of the early days and the, just the crazy stuff we did. Like we did some wild things. Um, I mean, it's for another podcast, like how we actually <laughs> even started the the business and like what we we used to do to kind of get it off the ground. But um, yeah, they're the they're the fun parts. Yeah, and keeping your eye on those is important um, along the way. Okay, number seven. Just because they are a consultant doesn't mean they are the experts. Yes, this is a trap. Um, So I have been caught out, you know, in startup, it's the easiest thing in the world is to hire someone to take a burden off your shoulders. And the easier thing to do is hire a consultant and you put them on a project and you bring them in for a period of time. And you genuinely think because they're a consultant and they're an expert, they're going to change your life and they're going to make it better. My biggest lesson is don't fall in the trap of outsourcing an expert in skills that you and your team can very much deliver on because the reality is that you know more, you're in the business more, you know the day-to-day um, and it's a waste of money if you and your team have a similar skill set. I would save that money and invest it in areas that are so far removed from your skill or knowledge. Um, and in my case, it's things like tech, it's things like data, um, operational efficiencies, like we outsource a lot of our logistics. Um, at where that we have a really high level of creatives. So we're like, we actually are a relatively um, uh, high on the creative sort of fear of people. But if I look back, um, I should have put money into like if we hired consultants, like very technical, very mathematical, very analytical people that just couldn't do the things that or are doing something completely different to us because mm. the creatives are they're doing it every day they're doing an exceptional job why invest your money in something that they can do it's one of those things that when you say it out loud it makes sense but when you're in it it's different isn't it oh yeah for sure yeah. it's just like it's annoying and there's another little trap that um it's this uh, i call it the honeymoon period so when you sort of hire you have this, first of all, this feeling of like the weight is off your shoulders. So you're blinded by what's actually going on in front of you. So you're not paying attention to like what's actually the work is being done. It's only really on the fourth week once you're like, okay, maybe it's not moving as quick as I should have. Um, and again, it comes back to you don't lose sight of what you actually need because it's extra pressure for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the... Um, sorry. So for the final takeaway, what was that? Focus on investing money in something that you absolutely have no skills or knowledge in and that your business needs, it will pay off. Awesome. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing those seven lessons. Now, obviously as the CEO founder of where that, can you tell everyone how they can sign up straight away? and get their oh. box delivered. <laughs> Pen pal profile. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, Weather is an online styling service that creates looks for everyday women. So we are a styling service for the masses. If you need help with building outfits or looks, you can come onto our website, www.weather.me, take a 10-minute style quiz, get assigned a personal stylist where you can try before you buy the looks in the comfort of your own home. And it's amazing. It is 
taken all the stress out of going to the mall. It's taken all the stress out of having to actually figure out what looks good on you. I love it. And it's the only way I shop. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep going, please, with uh, where that because you know, I don't know why I, do I was going to say I don't think I could. I would let you shop anywhere else. By the way, either. <laughs> I feel You're like banned. such a traitor now. I know, yeah, totally. I <laughs> no, you couldn't. Massive traitor. Yeah. No, I love it, and I recommend everyone to go and have a look. Um, like I do every time I put it up on Instagram. If I have a box, I love sharing the outfits. It just makes me feel so good. Um, so thank you so much, Heidi. I know your time is so precious. So I want you to um, go away, relax for at least five minutes <laughs> before you have to I open did... up your laptop. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It. Uh, yeah, I actually nearly fell asleep before this podcast. I I just lied down on the couch. I was like, whoa, no, <laughs> like, don't, no. don't do it. Don't relax. <laughs> Relaxing. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. To be fair, I do that as well. Sometimes I just sit down and I think, oh no, this is a bad idea. Just get up. Yeah, yeah, gotta get something. up. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much for um, coming on. And I look forward to seeing you soon for our pottery class and our next week. Oh, yes. <laughs> that will be so fun. All right. It will be thank great. Thank you. Thank you Talk so soon. much. Bye. Bye.